Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Guys, I'd like to pre-apologize. You know how we're kind of freewheeling here in the High and Mighty studio. Um, I did something messed up with the mics and Seth's audio or my audio was a little off. So forgive me if the sound is a little weak on this, but trust me when I tell you Mars from HeadGum is taking care of business and is correcting wrongs. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, the number one cuckboy. Joining me, as always, in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout-out. All right, he even stops chewing the bone when the microphone gets closed, so I can't get any audio from him. I'm your host, John Gabris, and joining me in the High and Mighty studios is first-time guest, long-time I, I, I want to say I've been a fan of you for a long time because I've been watching you since I, I think I first saw Trev in the Rev. Oh, yeah. Seth Morris. What's is up, man? I'm psyched I'm, to be here. I think, didn't I have, didn't I teach your intensive? You. Your summer intent? Or like no, a, you took over for sheer uh, in my level two, which would be 2004 because I took it right after I graduated. Okay. But that yeah. was at the Chelsea Theater, right? The rehearsals were at like a weird, uh, I remember, they were like, the Ripley, I didn't even know what they were called then because I was so new to the community, oh. but it was one of those like, you may have. Because I have this memory of you in the getting your picture taken after a student show with your mom or something. Oh, well, maybe Did it was you my. Did you do an intensive ever? I don't think so, no. But maybe it was my graduation show that maybe you would have been at because you took over the class. Oh, maybe that that must have been it. Yeah, because you took it. over for Sheer. That was it. Uh, yes. at, like it was like right at the rise of like Sheer's best week ever. Yes. Thing. He had like an, yes. the week, one week. In level two, he had an entertainment weekly reporter yes. in there. To, and then the next week you were taking over. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. See you later, man. Yeah. <laughs> Off and running. Yeah. It's been the same ever since. I've been three paces behind him ever since. <laughs> yeah. That's like when people started getting work and we're like, holy shit. We're like, is this like a viable business? These people yeah. getting paid for stuff? Like, yeah, Hubel had a bunch of commercials. The and- inappropriate cell phone guy, yeah, right? He, yeah. he popped first. Did he like pop first? Uh, work-wise in your in your generation they were those guys are around pretty simultaneously yeah i remember andy daly was a, he got mad tv andy daly and donna uh Furman, Furman fine glass fine glass yeah uh got mad tv and that was holy shit right like oh wow what we're doing here is yeah. a and possible that, career it's, it's choice a real thing yeah and then um and then yeah those guys started sheer and those guys started getting getting the talking head work and yeah. that kind of stuff. Pally was like the first guy in our mm. generation like to be like, oh, what's, oh, you're going that, out for a Twix commercial? and Snickers commercial. Yeah, and then right? just like made, a, like it was just everywhere for a while. The next thing you know, it's like, yeah, I'm in a movie. I'm like, yeah. a movie? Yeah. <laughs> you can do that shit? Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was only for, you know, British guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't know a you film? could be a shithead from like Long Island and New Jersey and, yeah. and, and in a film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I going back to was Trev and the Rev the sketch show you and Husky did was one of the bits 
pouring orange juice yes. for like it's like yes. that stands out I, it was maybe the first scripted show i saw at the theater oh, oh like cool. and i don't even think i knew it was scripted it was one of those like you got to go to the theater and see right. shows and i'm like the time i can go this week is this yeah and it was you guys and maybe like an old lutz sketch show called like or oh. peter gwynn's the confidence ladder one of those two like and then yeah. it was you guys and I was fucking losing. The premise of the show is the premise of the show is so stupid. So the <laughs> first video that was ever on MTV is called "Video Killed the Radio Star" by the Buggles. Yes. And Husky, when he put on this one wig and glasses, he looked like the guy from the Buggles. So he's like, "Oh, we'll write a show about that." <laughs> and so I was his his pastor friend, and we were both Roommates. like old, yeah, and and like these. He had had. We just created the story where that guy fame got to his head and he became a coke addict and I was a coke addict with him, and and uh, then we we pulled out of it and now we're doing this Christian, you know, sort of like get your life together show. But then by the end of the show, we're doing coke. And- <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved it. Oh, it, it was like it was like. Uh- had a real gray gardens vibe to yes, it. like you're yes. inside like too old uh and i want to remember that the guys were kind of queeny but that might be just because it's you and husky <laughs> well yeah there was there he he was in drag too right. for the for the orange juice scene yeah. right yeah that's what i'm remembering yes 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 oh that's so funny man <laughs> yeah it's always a weird thing like my wife and i were talking about the other day it's like when you watch someone on stage like we ran into tatiana maslani from yeah. orphan black at concert oh yeah and tiffany goes oh my god i haven't seen you in forever and she's like uh i've never met you and i'm like tiffany's like oh i'm so embarrassed i'm yeah. gabrus's husband and it was like one of those things where you see someone enough and you think like well they know me as well as i know them. yes and then that creates like yeah the jody foster like totally. serial like yeah three name dudes catching the ride but also <laughs> creates like a fandom where you finally get to meet the person you're like I you know, know too much about your comedy. I, you know what? I'll, yeah, I'll do that, or I'll, I'll I'll assume because if if I'm a fan of somebody and but they also know my friends, I jump ahead as if like I know them. Like I know we know the same people, and I jump into where I feel like I know them, <laughs> and they're just like I'm meeting you for the first time. <laughs> you you know? forget you're like I know enough about you. You're yeah. friends with my friends. Sounds like you're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's a deal. let's jump into it. And they're like, mm, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> they're like, I don't even want to talk to your yeah. friends, <laughs> yeah, no less like, you, the one guy I don't I know. Pretend to like those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I'm just networking, and yeah. you're not going to be able to help me. <laughs> yeah. Script. And what was your your sketch show? I th- I saw the lifeguard thing. Yeah, that was you're out too far. Yeah, that was like my first thing at the that was theater. so funny. Yeah, and who? That was me and Justin Tyler, who's still yeah. in New York. If you oh, remember okay. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he hosts that show, Gentrify at UCB East, and uh, uh, that was literally from watching like three different two person sketch shows. We were like, oh, we should just do the most insane, and we. You guys brought it out here, right? Yeah, we did that. Okay, yeah. that's right, because I saw it in LA. We did a whole bit where we uh, were stuck out deep in the ocean yes. and stuff kept popping up, and we used all helium inflated. We wrote ourselves into a corner where we came up with a bit that required filling up like 40 balloons with yes. helium before every show. Yeah. And it's like we never had our lines done because totally. we had to handle all the. And we're like, what are we doing to that, us? I feel like that was half the thing with sketch shows. It's like, let's commit so hard to a dumb thing that we create this a ton of work for ourselves. Right. You know? And we were doing like weekly, like PA jobs more or less at, yeah. for our own show where it's like, okay, the show's tonight. Can you pick up the milkshake, the cake, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the disposable, blah, 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 you yeah. know, grab the camera. Don't forget this. Bring your flip flops. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like all the shit we had to do just to put on a show for a hundred people. Yeah. Those shows are so fun, but I don't know if I would ever do that kind of work again oh. on a regular, it's like, I can, you, oh. you have to be in your twenties. to. You do have that. to, you have to, cause you have to also think, that anything can happen. By the way, Husky and I were in our late 30s when we did Trev and the Rep, but yeah. <laughs> you got to be in your early 20s or in your late 30s or and loser. really stretching it. <laughs> or pushing it hard. Uh, yeah, no, like five years after we did that show, me and Justin, after we were like, you know, trying to write pilots, write movies, we were like, we got to do another sketch show. And we're like, all right, what do we want to do? It's like the one thing we wanted was no props yeah and then so we start writing like no prop sketch show and we're just two white guys who aren't even that good of actors or anything. <laughs> we're like oh shit and then we just eventually the show became so out of control with costume changes yeah. and shit and we're like let's just drop this we don't- it is so fun though it's 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 like yeah that that shit is it really is i i know how like I never did any of this shit, but like I know how like college theater kids yeah. get like geeky about because like you can really we put on sketch shows in college. I was in a comedy group, and it would be like 
the week leading up to the sketch shows, we would have rehearsal every night for like four hours, mm-hmm. and it was like a dream. Yeah, and it was like I don't like my friends are all partying, and I'm like, nah, dude, yeah. I got to get off book for the carnival guesser yeah. sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then door to door dildo salesman. <laughs> right. That's not just gonna happen, bro. I have to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> the character is based on Mr. Leacock. You know the professor. You, know, like, <laughs> you you think it has depth? And it's yeah, like, yeah. This is actually a reference to a Sequest episode. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. what do you who cares? Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about moving because yes. we were going back and forth and you have lived in a number of apartments. I've lived in a ridiculous, I've moved a ridiculous number of times and lived in um, a ton of uh, interesting and or shady places. That's one of the uh, many drawbacks to our careers when you're like, eventually I'll make enough money to live like a human. But in the yeah. meantime, I yeah. guess I'll have roommates in my 30s yeah. and shit. Yeah. Uh, did you do it? Because. Especially New York and L.A. are the only two places, really. Yeah. Well, I lived so. So, yeah, I, 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 um, I always I lived in a lot of um, I the other thing that I was going to sorry that you made me think of is that I, I liked living in these weird, shitty places. You know, I would when I look back, I'm like, oh, I kind of sought those out in a way like because you're like a little bit of a, a, a hippie, a little, a little hippie. bit crunchy guy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You're, you're uh, if I remember from I'm from Northern California. Yeah. 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 So. Some of them were just the typical, like, friend houses that stay in a friend group for yeah, and like people five, rotate in six in years or whatever. And then some were just like, I lived in two. I've lived in three gentlemen's hotels. I call them, which are basically like single room occupant. You share a bathroom. Oh, it's like a dorm, more or less. Yeah, right? but with alcoholics and in their fifties, and you know, <laughs> and you were that. doing that like in your twenties. Yeah, my twenties. I did it. One, I did it up in Seattle in my twenties. I did it in um, uh, Northern California in my twenties, and then I did it in New York uh, in my thirties. What was what were you doing around going around? I was just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I took like fuck, like six years to get through junior college. Like, <laughs> would go for a while, and then I would travel, and then I'd come back, and then I'd travel and then i'd work for a while and then i come and you know not the whole time being like i'm just in school just to learn i don't care about anything and then at a certain point i was like fuck this i want to move on yeah Yeah. um did you have a first thing that you want to do was it it wasn't fitness or it wasn't like yoga or anything or is that am i just thinking of the dumbbells episode you did yeah, yeah no i um i always wanted to act but i i wanted to i always wanted to act and always sort of knew that i would get into that eventually but I wanted to do something else first, and and in my at my crunchiest, I was very and I don't. It's going to sound like I'm embarrassed about this, but I'm not. But I, I was very into environmental stuff, and I was going to be like an environmental scientist or something. So I was a geology major. Okay. And um, and this it's so funny when you do podcasts if you realize like I tell the same stories like over and over again. Yeah. But but I <laughs> know I, that these mouth breathers that are listening aren't the same mouth breathers from a different podcast. Right. <clears throat> oh, I mean, I tell the same stories weekly on a show I host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get no repeat listeners. Yeah. That's like good training for being a dad or somebody's your kid just going to roll their eyes. Yes, I've heard this story. About- I always wonder at what age do you just become so fucking boring? Like, yeah. When like the last time you like the last time I saw my uncle, I was like, he's bringing up the same four stories you brought up the last time yeah. I saw him, and three years have passed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but you know, it's like. If you don't, if you keep having crazy, interesting stories, you're kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? It's like at a certain point, you should settle down and just remember stuff other than like, I was so fucked up. I couldn't remember. anything. You know? Right. You kind of want your 55 year old uncle's like yeah. stories to be like, yeah, yeah, the kids are doing well. Work's yeah. crazy. You don't yeah. need him to have like really new ideas. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Um, uh, but we, we were you t- were saying uh uh, oh, so so I I, I was geology, geology major, major, and then at a certain point I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna I'm just gonna add. let's just get through school and go. I want to get to New York." Yeah, yeah. That's a a very uh, mature and something I wish I would have done was like, "All right, I know I'm gonna get into comedy and get right. into acting," and I started right after college at 22. And I'm 36 and still haven't right. really gotten into acting. Right, right, right. So I definitely could have spent five years doing yeah. whatever I wanted and started at 27 and have like just one more layer of life experience. Yeah. That isn't- I'm, I'm sort of glad. I mean, I, 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 I have regrets that I didn't start earlier sometimes, you know, because it felt like when I got to 
when I got to UCB, it feels ancient. Like I was 28, but that is very young. Yeah. Um, but, but I am felt, glad that I had It's a this young other, person's game. Totally. 11 p.m. shows yeah. and the drinking till four yeah, in the exactly. morning. Yeah. Exactly. But you can do it well into your oh, 30s. Yeah. Trust me. Big time. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was hanging out. My, my uh, fiance is 11 years younger than me. And she, her, she was, uh, we're talking with some of her friends and she was sort of saying like, oh, you used to, to one one guy, you used to party hard. He's like, yeah, that was my younger days or something. And, you know, you have to taper off. And he's he's like 36 now. <laughs> and he's like, Seth, when, when did you taper off? Because he said like he stopped when he was, you know, stopped really hitting it hard when he was like 29 or 30 or something. He's like, when did you st- <laughs> when did you go to? I was like, oh, I guess I went till I was about 38. <laughs> <laughs> right, because this job, this job just allows it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just <laughs> delayed adolescence. Yeah. Also, being eight years older than someone, but like hanging out or eight years younger than someone and hanging out. And that is not apparent at all. Yeah. Like with the exception of hairlines yeah. amongst the uh, and uh, uh, amongst women, even less yeah. with, with the exception of hairlines amongst the UCB community, you had like, I would be talking and it'd be like me, Dominic Durkis and Kevin Hines. Yeah. And we're like six years apart in yeah. each direction. And it doesn't even register. It's all the same. Yeah. Thing. You're yeah. all the same. You're all yeah. on stage. You're all equal. And you yeah. get off, you get shit face together. Totally. Well, that, yeah, that makes me think of two things. One is it's a different game in New York too, because it's like, you know, fucking bar stay open until four. So it's everybody's operating. In you can get level. out of a show that ends at after midnight and still have a full night of partying oh, yeah. ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> and in those days where you're just, you could do the math and you're like, okay, I can sleep for three hours. And then I only have to be really aware for like three hours at a time. You know, like yeah. I'll, I'll sleep till 10. I'm going to party, close the bar at four. I'll sleep till 10. And then I have to have, be aware for like two hours and then I can go take a nap. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, all I got to do is go to house by 1130 to yeah. do some bullshit commercial audition. Yeah. Then I can be back in bed in my yeah. <laughs> outer borough apartment yeah, at yeah, one, yeah, yeah. just riding the train in just to go like, hey, my favorite cheesy bite is the ranch one. <laughs> and then you just get back on the train. Yeah, yeah. Hung over and all the way. Fuck! I I hit cheesy too hard. I should have said (laughs) bite. Cheesy bite is the best. Yeah. Fuck, man. Gimberling's gonna get that. My (laughs) entire life. Uh, My first apartment. I met the dudes in level two. They moved from Colorado to New York. We. I. I was dating my now wife at the time, and all I knew, and I wasn't positive if she was informed of this, is that I assumed we were going to be together. So I wanted to have one non-wife roommate situation because I was living with my mom and working in the city because I lived outside the city and I was like, oh, I'm going to get an apartment. I know my wife, my then girlfriend can't afford to get an apartment just yet. So I'm going to be like, I really want, I'm going to push the pace so I can have one year before we move in together. And my first apartment was two guys from my level two, sort of like the first guys that said, yeah, we're looking to, hey, I'm like, hey, you want to get a three bedroom? We're doing, we're in the three on three uh, Thanksgiving tournament together. We might as well move in. I moved in with these guys into a loft in Williamsburg at South Forth in Bedford. This is like 04. Um, my bedroom, the ceilings were five feet high. <laughs> you had to go up a ladder and uh-huh. then I could only like dive into my bed, which yeah. was a mattress on the floor. Yeah. In my room, I had a bar where I hung my clothes, shelves where my laptop yeah. was, and I lived in a treehouse. Yeah. See, I love that. <laughs> that's the kind of thing where like the, my crunchiness came in because I was like, that's neat. I love that kind of, I live. Right. It was I, my first place I lived in New York was on uh, uh, fourth and second, oh, and awesome. it was a two bedroom apartment. And two of my friends already lived there, and I lived. I I slept on this little pull out love seat. It wasn't even full couch, and it was there was a um, I kept, like in the living room. More in or the less? living room, my 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 dresser was an old filing cabinet. So I kept my clothes in this filing cabinet, and I was like, I feel like a private eye. Like I yeah. live in this, and and there was a hole in the ceiling that. We had jerry-rigged a, because uh, it would leak, so we jerry-rigged like a, a tinfoil turkey pan type of thing <laughs> that would drain into the fucking air duct. And But I was just like, I love that kind of stuff. Like, I love camping. Like, oh, you can set up a tent. I lived in a van for a while. I had a, like a... Um, Wait, you lived bus. in a van? Yeah. And what city was this in? This was in California. This is in um, North Northern Cal- California, yeah. And what... Solo, or is it like... I Yeah, solo. I had a... I, I, I was... Um, I had a uh, I had another year of school left, and I didn't have anywhere to live for the summer, and so I got a scholarship for like eight thousand dollars. I applied for some scholarship, and um, I took fifteen 
fifteen hundred of those dollars and bought this shitty '68 pop-up. Actually, it was pretty cool, but it was the engine wasn't great. Pop-up VW bus, and so I lived in that van for that summer. Dude, the 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 mindset of of a young person to be like. Shit, man! I have no place for the summer. So yeah. if I could just get like a nice van. Yeah. I would be set. Like I know yeah, yeah. I've thought this. Shit. Yeah. Like that's just insane to have actually done. Yeah, that's yeah, all. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I love the I love like RVs and you know tree houses and all that kind of like alternative living. Now yeah. I'd rather do it on a, on a on a better scale, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, now I'd rather live in a mansion and then every yeah. weekend go to a yurt or something. Exactly, like that. exactly. But I'm a sucker for that. Like, ooh, alternative living. That's kind of neat. I was always sort of into that too, and I think it just like stemmed from like having a normal ish like grow up in the suburbs and then go yeah. to college and live in dorms. And I'm like the idea of like living in a lot. And then I got into like the sort of hardships of city living as like a badge of pride as like yeah. every New York. Mix. You romanticize <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. One of my gentlemen's hotels in New York was on, uh, third and, um, tw- 12th, right where that Keels is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, now there's NYU housing or something there, but it was this, you know, real shitty. Um, it was a seven by 15 foot room with a sink and then you, there were, f- I think there was three floors. There was maybe four apartments per floor, and you shared a bathroom. And um, but it, when I first saw it, um, there's like a bathroom on each floor. There's a bathroom on each floor. Totally gross, you know, with like graffiti on the wall. Like number seven is a junkie whore, you know. <laughs> and you know, you 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 wear. Come see Trev and the Rev Thursday at nine thirty. Leave flyers out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but I got, it was like, it was so, you know, like there was a bar downstairs and uh deli on the side and it just, for the first, I lived there for about a year and I, I, I wish I could say it was fun for two weeks and then I got over it and got scared. It was fun for like eight months. You know, <laughs> I was like, this is fucking cool. I'm right here in the city. And I, I, cause I, I, I was living, I had been living out in, uh, way the fuck out somewhere in Brooklyn, near the Greenwood cemetery or something oh, like shit. that. And um, and um, when that place ended, I was like, "Fuck it! I just want to live close to the theater." So I just I had a friend, um, who uh, who was involved with theater, but he was one of those guys who wasn't. Um, he did like tech and did music stuff. He wasn't ever going to be a improviser, really. Yeah. But he lived at this place, and I just thought it was cool, weird. It felt like a being a Tom Waits video. So I was like, oh, "Yeah." And there's cool. and there's like an element of like adulthood to be like. Because it's it's really not easy to live alone in yeah. New York City financially. Yeah. Like when you're like an artist yeah. of some capacity. But if you can get that, could not have been that expensive yeah. of a place, right? It was more expensive than it should have been. <laughs> it was like 600, 600 bucks, six hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's like yeah. I remember being like looking for an apartment and being like, I can't afford more than six hundred dollars yeah. a month. Yeah, which is an insane thing yeah. to think about. But it was cool, and I, I liked it for a while. But then after a while, you realize like, oh, I'm. I'm I'm slumming, quote unquote, because I have some other options and means. But everybody else there was like, "This is the," the I mean, like, and then you this was to, not a novelty for them, right? You know and then you I mean? feel like weirdly like a like an upper middle class, like yeah, you feel like, just, a, like a, a third world visitor, exactly, sort of like exactly. When you go to Vietnam and you're like, "Look at how these," people I mean, live. I was yeah. broke. It got to a point where I couldn't afford to leave. I just didn't have the money to put down a deposit anywhere else, and I uh, felt trapped there. But you know, there was like a there was a uh, prostitute that lived there. There was this. There was like a cut. Everybody had some weird thing going on, but it still did feel like I felt like I was in some Henry Miller short story or yeah. something. Oh yeah, no, it's cert- it's certainly like a, a premise to a fucking long play. Yeah. Um, did you have any friends in that? Like, was there one person that you were like? Uh, I had my well, no, the, the friend that I already had. That, uh, that, oh, he that was lived living there. in a different apartment. <clears throat> he eventually moved from this smaller apartment to like a, a bigger. Uh, it's he still didn't have his own bathroom or anything, but it was like a bigger place. Uh, but no, I didn't. I, I I became friendly with like this thuggy dude that lives next door who. He had cats, so he was nice to me because I had a cat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bonds. Yeah, exactly. The bonds over animals. Yeah, yeah, but but he was kind of a dirt bag. I mean, he was like a sweet dirt bag, you know. <laughs> so I ended up like you know after you you get you do your time in New York and people get like these good apartments. I had a pretty good apartment on um, 
just down the street from the gentleman's hotel that was on um 12th and 1st right by Wo Hop used to be there yes, and yeah. some of those places um and it was it was a a two bedroom apartment in a five story walk up but it was right next door to a laundromat and it was right by the subway it was it, it was paradise like good roof access and um that ended up being a I lived there with my friend that I had known since high school and then eventually Katie Dippold lived with me and then I moved out and Katie Is this the legendary small apartment? It might be. It the, might be. Uh then Matt Moses eventually lived I think there so, with yeah. Dippold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it was one, was one of the two bedrooms like so small yes. like cartoonishly Itty small? Bitty. Yes. 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 This is the legendary tiny apartment. Yes. Eventually I believe Jess Cantrell would get that apartment and then sell a Comedy Central pilot called Tiny Apartment. No shit. Yes. <laughs> I believe so, because I uh, the only, I heard about that apartment. I was never, I, I became friends with Dippold later, but Moses took over and was living with Dippold, and Moses would talk about where he would enter the door to his bedroom and sort of either sit on the bed or stand there. There was nothing oh, to yeah. do but just get on the bed. Totally. He had yeah, like that his- was my bedroom for most of the time. <laughs> and eventually when my roommate moved And you're up. like six one five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Your feet are in but the But even hallway. that, I was like, I feel like I'm in the cabin of a boat. Like, I feel like I'm in a train or something. So I would romanticize it. You yeah, know? small small never mattered. Yeah. Because we, we didn't have anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, New York is like... is you're just always out and you're always, you know, right. Yeah. You, you, you come to your apartment to take a shit and you sleep, pretty really. much have a van, you know, you know, like yeah, you have exactly. a van that happens to be a fifth floor walk up. Van. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. You eventually get a good New York apartment. The longer you live there, cause you just keep making more and more friends. And then yeah. eventually someone's like, Hey, this great apartment I have yes. is, or a friend of a friend. Like that's the only way to find an apartment yeah. in, Los Angeles, in uh, New York. I mean, I guess anywhere really. Yeah. But in New York, you have to be like, you it's especially to, brutal in New York where, where when people get that apartment, everybody's like, oh, I'm jealous. But also I know what you went through. I'm happy yeah. for you. You like have to plant a flag, just get an apartment to get yourself in the city. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is a neighborhood. No one wants to live yeah. in. Is, is this the, sp- the only spot you've lived in in L.A.? Yes. Oh, and that's, that's cool. what's I, I've be like with a moving with a wife who is like an interior person, like a decorator. You get like you sort of like when we moved to Brooklyn. Me, her, and a friend. We did the classic, like, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. (laughs) Uh, And that was the best. That was an amazing apartment in Red Hook, Carroll Gardens area with, you know, we're splitting a two-bedroom apartment rent three ways. Yeah. But one guy has one. So I think I was paying, like, $600. Me and my wife were paying, like, $600 each a month to have, like, this beautiful apartment with roof access. Yeah. And then he moved out, and we were like, let's just buckle down, save some money and pay his share. Yeah. Which and we, felt like it looked, totally. I felt like I, I truly, even amongst my friends and really we were still not even paying $2,000. Yeah. And it was like, I felt like my friends would come over and be like, what's this room? I'd be like, it's my office. Yeah. Like, you have an office. And I'm like, yeah, dude. And then because it's my wife, because Tiff decorates so much, it's like, I all of a sudden lived in a home. And then I like, yeah. it's like, we're never leaving this place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though I hated the walk up and we were like a half mile from the train and shit. So then when we moved to LA, we were like, oh, we'll just find a place again, plant our flag. And then we found this place. And then Tiffany eventually turned this into like a full blown home. Yeah. And now I haven't lived anywhere else. And yeah. now I can't afford right. to live anywhere else yeah, because yeah. I got in here six years ago and the rent has not been moving up too uh-huh. much. Oh, that's great. I used to, my first place in LA was a little bit further, uh, right on, um, Hayworth and and Beverly. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, right near the Grove and stuff, and that was a great apartment. It was fucking awesome, except we had these horrible neighbors. I lived there with Donna oh. again. She was my first, and I just took it sight unseen. And I, I put the word out, like, "Hey, I'm I'm moving out to L.A. Does anybody have a place?" And she's like, "Oh, my roommate's moving out. You can come in here." And it was a nice, beautiful two bedroom, um, one of those like L.A. apartments that has like the pink pink and turquoise tile. Do you yes. know what I'm talking and about? Yeah, like carpet in the bedroom and like No, no, no carpet in the bedroom. Oh, Wood floors. Yeah. But like there's this there's these certain apartments that must have all built been built around the in the forties or fifties because I've seen them around to They're this side all of over. Town. Yeah, yeah. And um and uh so I moved in there. Then she moved in with her uh uh now husband and then I had a whole like U C B crew like Manzukas would come out for pilot season. Um uh, Lennon Parham lived with me for a while. Jessica St. Clair lived with us for a little while. Jackie Clark lived there. 
Gene Villa Peak. Because you just had like an extra room an that extra was like room, out everyone knew about. And which was there. great. And I that felt great because then I had I was the guy that had like, hey, I have this place. And if anybody's out here for pilot season, you can come. And eventually. So were you living there alone with like sort of like filling in months? Yeah. Different? Oh, that's. Yeah, it was great. That's it fucking, was fucking cool. great. And I, I got I got like. I got really into, I fixed the place up because it was, it was nice, but nobody had done anything. And I stripped the fireplace and it had this exposed wood and painted the bricks and it was beautiful, but it was, we had these insane downstairs neighbor, neighbors and insane owners uh, who lived in the building next door. And the owners next door, <laughs> this woman, um, her boyfriend had uh he was this crazy greek dude who fed all these feral cats so there's like 15 <laughs> fucking cats that would be out and they would like piss in my um in my the hood of my car so i'd turn on the heat and be like oh gross oh cat piss and i was like i'm gonna say something to that guy and donna would be like oh he's pretty crazy i don't know if you want to do that somebody called the the animal people or whatever to get these cats because they're they just keep fucking breeding cats and and um and these cats were sickly they were not ta well taken care of but that guy found out and slashed their tires jesus and then another time somebody i don't know what was about the cats but one of his neighbors pissed them off pissed him off so he set up a hibachi outside of their door to try to smoke them out of their Jesus fucking Christ. It also made me realize like, oh, cities are cities because these are weirdos that could have existed in New York. Sometimes I feel like sometimes living in New York, you feel like, oh, the only re true city weirdos are in New York. You know, those people who live yeah. in Manhattan, but they've never left their neighborhood. So they're like, what's the internet or what's, you know, <laughs> They're like, I live in the number most expensive city in America in some weird way where I pay $400 a month Somehow for I a just, studio in the Lower East Side. And I've yeah. never gone further than four blocks away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the people the people that live downstairs from us, I, I could never figure out what it, what was going on because there'd be all these guys kind of coming in and out. I was like, how many fucking people live in that apartment? And what I found out is that it's- He was hosting a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so many white Holy guys shit. in cargo shorts yeah, coming exactly. in and out. <laughs> Uh, it, it, what I found out is that it somehow at, at a certain point it had qualified for like subsidized housing for people with some kind of disabilities or people down on their luck. Right. So somehow it was, it was like a halfway house kind of a situation. And the way that I figured it out is we had a bunch of fucking roaches that kept coming into our apartment and, and eventually we realized, Oh, it's coming from that apartment downstairs. So the, the roach guy, came and he's like oh i need to get into that apartment downstairs to fumigate there and da, da, da. and i went down there with him and i go into this apartment and it was the same footprint as mine a two-bedroom apartment but they had all these like plywood walls set up so that seven grown men lived there there's a payphone in there oh and uh and I came, I was just like, holy, it was like wa walking through a mirror. We were like, I didn't know this world was here. Yeah. And, and it's feet away from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the guy was like, okay, I'm going to go work on the thing. And and he came back up to my apartment and he was like all sweaty. And he goes, Whew. and I goes, is it pretty bad down there? He's like, Whew. I'm not supposed to tell you this, but he goes, I haven't seen roaches that bad since the eighties. <laughs> 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 Holy I was like, shit. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's disgusting how frequently I forget to brush my teeth. Um, I hated it as a kid and now as an adult, uh, I'm trying, I'm learning. And one of the things that's helped me is getting cool toothbrushes like Quip, man. It's an electric toothbrush that isn't big, isn't uh, expensive. It's super easy to use and has a built-in timer. Um, it's got a subscription plan. So they just send you new brush heads as you need it and new toothpaste. So that's just like one thing off the list of stuff you have to buy. Not to mention, they look cool as hell. Um, completely waterproof. Uh, at least I believe so. That's not in the copy because I keep mine in the shower because I like to brush my teeth in the shower because then you can go mad dog like Pee Wee Herman and spit foam and stuff everywhere like that. Um, guys, I'm enjoying the Quip brush. It looks cool. It's I got one as a travel brush. I got one in my shower. I want as many Quip toothbrushes as I can carry. Please give them all to me. 
<laughs> well, why, why don't you guys get them yourself? So here's how it works. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash mighty right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash mighty spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash mighty brush dem teeths. <laughs> uh, so the first, we live on a, as you can tell, a downstairs apartment. Our, when we first moved here, our upstairs neighbors were an uncle and a nephew. Already a vibe Bad that I can't news. really wrap my head around. They were like, they would go out and party together. They were like oh. shit-faced all the time. And they had the exact same layout. as, And they would make noises that were like, someone fell. Someone yeah. fell off of a dresser and yeah. is hurt. And, they, and it would be so loud. One night they were being so, I remember it because it was like, I think it was the night before my birthday and I was like having a party, but like the night before me and my wife were like, let's have like a little party at home for just the two yeah. of us where we get some wine, smoke some weed, watch, you know, pick a movie that we've been dying to watch whatever. And then all of a sudden we just hear like the loud rack and we're like, the neighbors are up to it again. And then we hear like glass smash and we're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so then like l- later on we were like just talking about how crazy that must have been. Then we take uh, Arthur out to go and the built the room above here where it has this big plate glass window here is completely shattered. It's like in the shrubs and stuff like that. We find out the guy tripped going into his room and fucking went what? out, his, went through his window. He was fine. He smashed a fucking plate glass window and like the neighbor and we never had problems with them. They were just like loud. Then the next like four people that come through, the story's going to be way longer than I want to. The next four people that come through are like nice little uh, couples and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, a mom and then like uh, two girl, two girlfriends, two guy friends. Then eventually a mom and a daughter move in and we're like, oh, perfect. Oh, Great no. upstairs neighbors. They're a mom. And then shit fucking went crazy. Oh. Like it, all of a sudden, like they, they were constantly leaving their laundry in their laundry room, which is like enough to get the ire of your nine. Of units. course. Nine, uh, 10 units, one washer. Their shit's always in there. And Tiffany's like, my wife's like, it always smells like piss. I'm like, you're smelling their laundry. She's <laughs> like, I have to know. And then we start getting little baby cockroaches. And Tiff used to work for an exterminator. That was like her high school job is like the receptionist. And baby roaches are the worst because that means there's nests. Like uh, one big roach is a safe thing to see. Right. Like that could be just a passerby. Right, right. But a baby means they're being born right. nearby. So we have like baby roaches crawling out of our sink. Oh. Some shit going on where like we have the exterminator come out. Tiff's like instantly like, no, this is bad. Send the exter- exterminator comes fucking blasts everything. They're like, yeah, we'll see what. We-. And then like three months later, we get like some more and we're like, it's got to be them upstairs. Yeah. They're dirty. They're, and like we're like, we can't stereotype. Roaches don't only, only happen to dirty people. Fumi, uh, the exterminator comes again. I want to just tell you, I want to stereotype her because she was the most badass, like hot, short-haired, lesbian yeah. exterminator. Like I've never yeah, seen yeah. a woman that I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, man. Like John, John Goodman. <laughs> yeah, it was like that, but like a, a, a beautiful woman yeah. <laughs> who was like, oh, fuck, hey, like, like literally flirting with my wife in front of me, like uh-huh. alpha-ing me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. hey, what's up, baby? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, fine. <laughs> uh, she, and she's like, yeah. And she, the only reason this all triggered is because you said, she's like, I'm not supposed to tell you guys. Because I guess there's some rule, like don't yeah. blow off someone's spot if they're yeah, having yeah. an exterminate. She's like, they had three full-blown roach nests in their apartment. One in their bathroom, like in behind the walls, they wouldn't have known. One in their modem. Ew, ew. Like, because apparently they get attracted to warmth. So it's like oh. buried under the modem and the wires, like behind their TV. And then the third was behind their fridge, in their fridge. Ew. They had three infestations. She was like, they had to move out for like two days. They yeah. bombed the fuck out of their place. And then like, it, it all died down. We were like, just these people are gross. We have like, we, and again, we yeah. wrote like, we have fan fiction about them that goes for like <laughs> hours where yeah. we're like, she was an alcoholic because she had to get rid of her car at one point and start yeah. Ubering. We're like, we had it all solved. But the kicker to the story is, uh, landlord sends an email. It's like, don't forget, it's daylight savings. Change your smoke alarm batteries. I take my smoke alarm off. Go to take my smoke alarm off the wall to change the battery and. 50 roaches come oh, crawling out all yeah. over my arm and shit. And I just lose. I 
it was Temple of Doom. I've yeah. never Temple of Doom. I've never been that scared. Like yeah. the noise I made, I'm like half stoned, going, yeah, I'll yeah. switch the batteries. I, and all of a sudden they're all over my arm. I'm like, ah! <laughs> spraying rain, make them make the fucking exterminator come right back yeah, and just yeah. bomb everyone. Yeah. It lived in New York City for 10 years, eight years, had like those mega fucking like pigeon-sized roaches yeah. once in a while in my Brooklyn apartment. Never bed bugs, never that. Yeah. Moved to beautiful, sunny, classy LA yeah. and I have fucking yeah. roaches. You know what else the exterminator guy told me, LA trivia, he he said, he said, yeah, you know, the, the uh, palm trees are full of rats. That's where the fucking rats live. Oh, like the tree rats, right? They, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're just oh. Isn't that the perfect metaphor for LA? Like these <laughs> the beautiful po- yeah. and they're imported here uh-huh. too. So it's like yeah. we're bringing rat homes yeah. for rats into our city. That's why sometimes you'll see metal bands around the uh palm trees cuz that so stops that, them from being able yeah. to scurry up yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You if you ever see one of those rats, it's terrifying. Oh they're, yeah. New York City rats were always just like Hey, it's yeah. the fucking city, bro. But when you see like a big one crawling across the bushes in LA, yeah, you're like eating organic, you know, food. <laughs> yeah. I lived it. So one it's, of the other like powered by avocados. Yeah. It's like good fat. It's like brawling. <laughs> I lived in this one place in Marin that, um, I lived there. It was like a, a one bedroom. We lived there with four people. Oh. One girl lived in the closet. I slept on the couch. Uh, my friend slept on the, in the living room, had a, like a partition, but we lived, it was, it was kind of, uh, it was not in the woods, but it was near a creek. It was like a residential area, a nice area. But because it was near a creek, these, this fucking huge ash rat, like uh, a, it must have been like eight inches long. I mean, this fucking rat was- <laughs> Like off the ground high, off right? the ground. like a dog. Like- <laughs> yeah, and my friend was dating this Portuguese girl who, <laughs> her English wasn't that good. So we, we would set these rat traps and every once in a while we'd see, like one time I woke up, uh, I, I was on the couch and my friend's like, God damn it. And I, this boot goes flying across because he's like throwing his boot at the rat that's like so fat that it's like. <laughs> you got to like just scare it away for yeah, a couple of hours. For like, a second. Yeah. And, but one morning the, his girlfriend woke up because the rat was fucking like on, like on her head. Oh my God. And she screams. She's like, ah. Everybody wakes up and she doesn't know how to say rat. She's like, the big mouse, the big mouse was in my head. <laughs> uh, and then eventually, ooh man, we, we caught it with a rat trap and I had to like take the just the dead weight of this fucking mega rat. Oh, it was so disgusting. Oh shit. We had a bunch of little mice in, in our Brooklyn apartment and they were like legit cute, but you would then like, find your cinnamon toast crunch box chewed through and you're yeah. like okay they you gotta have to go. die yeah. yeah but my wife tiff went full like uh harmless traps oh. all that i'm like no babe we just gotta kill a couple yeah send the message she said no catch and release traps so we start putting out a catch and release trap with like peanut butter in it <laughs> and every morning there's like three little mice in it and she walks down to a local park and lets them out and i'm like babe they are coming right back yeah. to this house because they know they can't they won't get killed here and she's like i refuse i refuse i'm like all right i'll play along with this charade one time we don't have peanut butter so she puts honey in the trap and when she puts honey in the trap she wakes up in the morning three or four little mice in there brings it to the uh park they can't they're stuck to the honey they're in the thing the now, i'm asleep because she's working and i yeah. have, was at mcmanus four artist, in the morning yeah. drinking <laughs> pints of jameson and ginger ale as an artist does <laughs> And um, my phone rings, wakes me up. I'm like, mom, and she's hysterical crying. She's like, they're stuck to the thing. You got to bring me hot water. So I'm like waking up, like bringing a bucket of hot water to the local park. My wife is there fully dressed for work, hysterical crying. She's like, they're stuck. They're going (laughs) to die. And I was like, oh, they're like pouring warm water on them to like loosen the honey up. And they eventually like wash out and one is like not moving. And she's like, I'm like, oh, he's playing dead. Like, let's go. (laughs) Like, I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm like, go to work. Yeah. And I was like, we can't ever talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You before talking about the Portuguese woman, one person living in the closet, one person sleeping on the couch. That must be so weird for some people to hear. Yeah. But like, I remember when that weird loft I lived in in Brooklyn. We were paying $700 a month. One person lived in a lofted bed. Two of us lived in tree houses, uh-huh. more or less. And then one of them was like, yeah, my friend just got a copywriting job in, uh, in New York. He has a family in Boston. He doesn't want to spend a lot of money. I told him he can have our couch for $400 a month. 
and we were like, we're complaining so much about how small our place yeah. is and how little room we have. It's like, hey, a 35-year-old man wants to live yeah. on the couch for a couple of months. We were, and we were like, yes. All, $400. Yeah, all our rent goes yeah. down $100. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, I have $100 a month. Yeah. Fucking, you feel like a king. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even give a shit that I wake up every morning and see a guy I'm not friends with totally. asleep on the couch. Oh, the shit you put up with. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, one of my roommates in that apartment, a dude named Nacho, uh, <laughs> left the stove on three times in a row. <laughs> he used to come home like kind of drunk from the bar he bartended at, drink all my beer that was in the fridge, leave me a note that said, sorry, I drank all the beer. The next morning, uh, he would run out, get me more beer, put it in the fridge with a note that said, sorry, I finished your beer last night. And then... That night would get drunk and drink the beer. He, oh, he was like, this dude. "What's Nacho doing now?" Do you know? Uh, Nacho is a teacher in Colorado, wife and kids, like oh, nice. classic, like yeah, just super. I lived with two like hippies, you know, yeah. like he kept like coconut shards in like a glass of water <laughs> on his nightstand, and I don't know what that was for. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Roommates, I had a roommate one time say. Uh, I don't want to chip in for toilet paper because I mostly shit at work. If that's not like the worst, wow. <laughs> like, is that a bad sign? Yeah. <laughs> Splitting oh money amongst artists in their 20s living in shit situations yeah. is a real problem. Yeah, man. It's tough. It's tough. It's such a it's such a crapshoot. I mean, there's I've been pretty lucky with with the roommate situation because, you, you know, you hear these horror stories about people just find roommates through the Craigslist or whatever. Yeah. And and you, you're just stuck with a stranger. It's such a thing that has to happen yeah. and it's so hot like it's easily the beginning to a horror movie a porno yeah. a mystery thriller yeah. a murder mystery like yeah. any movies like where you're like two strangers are now living in a yeah, small yeah, yeah. place together yeah and no and not knowing anything about someone like yeah. they're and then you hear them one time like talk to like their mom on the phone or like a <laughs> girlfriend and you're like oh god yeah if that's how he talks to her where you just hear crying in the bedroom like ooh, what the hell's going on that this is way smaller because it's college, but my my first college roommate was a dude named Elvis Hernandez from the Bronx, mm -hmm. and he slept with no pillow and no blanket, just a sheet pulled up over his head on a flat mattress. It was the most haunting image Whoa. of my life. Just coming into, and he's like a sarcophagus, and I and we got along so he was so weird. We got along so well. He moved out, and then I had a single freshman year, and then sophomore year, a, a transfer moved into my room, and. He's like on the phone, like one of the first days he's there. And he's like, what do you mean I can't get a new computer? <laughs> he's like talking to his mom. And he's like, what do you mean? I need a new computer for school. And, she, and like, what do you mean? And then he hangs up the phone and he smashes the receiver and goes, bitch, 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 bitch. Then takes his keyboard and smashes it against the, uh, the desk a few times. He's like five foot six, 105 pounds, smashing. And he sits down and he's like, hey, that Bitch won't get me a computer. And this is like day three of meeting him. And wow. I was like, I got to get the fuck yeah, dude. out of this. But then we stole all his Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove that he wasn't the only asshole living right, in that right, room. Right. I took all his it's Adderall. college. Yeah. Uh, and one time he walked in on me fucking my girlfriend and didn't back out, say I was sorry or anything, just like powered through. Really? And we were clearly fucking. And then we stopped and kind of just got under the blanket and then he just like went to his computer and started working. What a creep. And then we had to like get fully dressed under the blanket and be like, okay. <laughs> get out Whoa. Whoa. Now I can't come unless someone walks in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea what he fucked me up for life. I'm sorry. Oh, dude. Uh, what's your living situation now? With now the fiance. We, you know, we we rent a house in uh, Silver Lake, and I feel uh, like it's a god. Right? Yeah, yeah. We have a yard so the dog can go out and poop, which is oh. amazing. I still there's still some things like we only have one bathroom. We don't have AC, uh, central AC, which are things that I was gonna hold out for, but then the time, you know, like when you're when you're looking and there's a t clock ticking. Like, <laughs> but you know what's interesting? I love I love where we live, but there's still we only use a quarter of it. You know, like there's this extra kind of sunroom that I only use sometimes and the yard I go into sometimes mostly the dog like we could I could totally function in this the equivalent of you know in, in, in a New much, York City apartment yeah yeah, yeah. like you don't home, need yeah. that much space but it is nice to have it the other thing that's nice is we have a garage and we can store shit in there you know dude that's something all LA apartments have over New York like we have like random cabinets in the hallway yeah. that can just hold shit. Oh, yeah. This room has a closet. That room. Has, we had no closets in our Brooklyn apartment, yeah. you know, and now it's like, oh, shit. Oh, I fucking I lived in New York for nine years. I've been in L.A. for like 12 or 13, and I still have that physical 
sigh of relief at the how much space I have. Like when I'm in the bath, I don't knock shit over when I'm in the bathroom. Like yeah. it was a given that no matter where I lived in New York, that I was going to knock stuff over in oh, the dude, tiny little bathroom. I can only imagine your plight as someone who's taller yeah. and like and lanky. The shout New York City showers, they're always just like hot yes. water right at my yeah. chest level. Yeah. Like I have to like get in yeah. the full school. And then I'm also so broad that I can't shower without my shoulder touching yeah. the wall and the curtain. Yeah. Or like I'm like in sideways. It's like yeah. it's a fucking disaster. It's just a given that I'm gonna have to take a shit sitting sideways and my face is gonna be in the sink. And you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <it's> like- <laughs> that happened. Where was the Airbnb where I couldn't oh, we were at a I couldn't like I couldn't fit in like get into the toilet because it was in such a narrow oh, edge God. at my size. So the best I could do was I had to screw the toilet paper thing out of the wall so that because it was like right. taking up valuable thigh yeah, real yeah. estate. And then I kind of tucked myself into the cubby, exhaled so that my shoulders <laughs> and like my shoulders kind of just held me in place and I was like five inches above the toilet. Oh, and God. I just shit from like oh, and <laughs> no other choice. Dude. <laughs> Did you watch that Andre the Giant documentary? Yes, dude. About him taking fourteen-hour trips to, to to Japan and he, he couldn't use the bathroom. They would like he would piss in a bucket yeah. and pour it in the toilet. Oh. oh my god, that's like degrading. Adam. That's degrading. Yeah, that's like you, how do you not feel like an animal? And yeah, that you're like the most basic thing you want to yeah. do is like um, eight people have to get involved to yeah. help you. Yeah, yeah. That doc- Did you guys after watching that? <clears throat> my my fiance and I were just like obsessed was like how big was his dick like was oh, it proportional that's all we cared it about it had to be I right? love that moment in the doc <clears throat> when they're like "What? how big is his like they're kind of alluding that he must have had a big hog and yeah. then Ric Flair goes all I gotta say brother is I seen it and the man has a th- size 32 boot <laughs> and you're like okay yeah there was a rumor of a dude in our high school called Schlong they called him Schlong Kong because he had yeah. a big dick and when he played lacrosse he used to ace bandage it to his thigh so that it, it was like, that big <laughs> yeah apparently oh my god and one time he flipped it between two weights doing like dumb, dumbbell raises and they like oh. clinked and he like his dick got all swollen oh. and like he had to go to the hospital this is all the rumor of this kid we called schlong Kong. wow wow <laughs> god i wish i had that nickname right instead of gay bruce <laughs> <laughs> been a real real Dude, pleasure so man yeah yeah what uh do you have uh, anything you want to plug do you have um i'm not sh- nothing if you if you haven't watched love yet watch love oh yeah Netflix. yeah um um i've got Dude, a- i it's fun to see you play a prick oh thank you because you're so often like the kind like uh weird weirdo guy yeah Yeah. but to see you play a prick is that's you do it so well i mean i've watched it improv forever but seeing it on love when you're just like an absolute asshole uh yeah i guess that's about it and um if you're in in la on wednesdays check out the facebook show 930 at ucb franklin and your twitter is at seth is morris seth is morris yeah yeah so if anyone wants the other thing we do on that podcast anyone wants to tweet at us your insane living situations that you've had please tweet at seth is morris and at gabrus and let us know what kind of weird ass apartments and also if you're renting a house that has a yard and a a laundry machine anywhere in like 1500 a month (laughs) let me know (laughs) (laughs) i i just want like a super wealthy friend who has like five houses who just needs someone to more less watch it and keep the mortgage that happened, alive that just happened to a friend of mine i have a friend who's in a situation yeah. like that god too, bless him where they're like yeah our friend owns two homes he got married he moved into another house and he just like wants us to pay the mortgage and keep the house running i'm like so oh my dream yeah. yeah it's good to know that those are out there <laughs> yeah someday yeah um well seth thanks for coming on thanks for having me please and uh i'm at gabrus on all social media listen to the action boys podcast on patreon listen to raised by tv on earwolf and uh Yeah, that's all. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast.